everyone. Welcome back to Who's There. I'm your host, Allison. If you're new here, thank you for joining us. This is a podcast where I talk to a new horror fan every week because I hope to destigmatize what it means to be a horror movie fan because most of us are just regular people who like the adrenaline rush of being scared for some reason. And here we delve into those reasons. I hope you like the episode that I put out last week that was about what I watched for the last four months. It's been a while since I'd done that. So thank you for listening if you did. Um, so this week, I have a conversation with Tommy Kovac, the host of the podcast Splat from the Past, an award-winning retro podcast available on YouTube. We talk about how he got into horror from way too young age, some of the struggles he's had in his life, and how horror and doing his podcast has really helped him, and some of the amazing guests he's had. It's a great conversation, and I'm really looking forward to you hearing it. One last thing before we get into this episode, if you love the show and haven't left us a review on iTunes yet, I'd be so grateful if you could take a second to rate and review it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and subscribe to us uh, wherever you listen to us. Thank you to everyone who's already left us a review. It's so appreciated as it really helps people to find us. I think I've rambled enough, so let's get into my conversation with Tommy Kovac. Hey, Tommy, how are you? I am spectacular. How are you, Allison? I'm good. Thank you so much for being here. Do you want to start by telling everyone a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. It's my pleasure. I am born and raised in San Francisco, California, and I, I've been a movie buff since the day I was born, and I love horror. When I started my podcast, Splat from the Past, it was horror-focused, horror and sci-fi, and has shifted away into all genres and everything I love about show business, but it's still rooted in horror. I still talk about it, especially at Halloween time. I interview only Halloween, Halloween horror people during the month of October. And yeah, I mean, that's essentially it as far as being a horror fan it goes. Awesome. So first things first, what's your favorite scary movie? I always frame it in genres. Like my favorite slasher movie of all time is the original Friday the 13th. I mean, yeah, it's a ripoff of Halloween, but the best one. And I just love Adrienne King. She's a good friend. I never thought I, I would ever be able to say that. But she's been on my podcast twice, and I always had a crush on her. I love, you know, zombie movies like Dawn of the Dead and The Evil Dead. And werewolf movies like The Howling and American Werewolf in London. For Vampire, Love the Lost Boys, Vamp, From Dust Till Dawn, you know, stuff like that. And of course, there's the supernatural stuff. God, so many of those. The body horror stuff. I love, you know, all the Stuart Gordon stuff like Reanimator and From Beyond, you know. So I'm, I'm multi generational horror pretty much. Awesome. So how did you first fall in love with the horror genre? Well, I mean, when I was like three years old, Ghostbusters and Gremlins was on HBO all the time. And those were, you know, family-friendly, PG-rated horror movies. You know, my parents showed me The Shining when I was a year old, and it scared the shit out of me. Oh and so God. I kind of didn't want to see R-rated horror for a long time, right? <laughs> And my brother rented Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors, and it fucked me up when, when Philip became a puppet. Oh, my God, that scared me. But it wasn't until I saw the first Friday the 13th at the age of eight, I just completely fell in love with the genre and have been in love ever since because... 
it was just, you know, simple slashings and kills. You know, there was nothing really, really scary of the supernatural in that and stuff. Eventually, I came around with the supernatural stuff, right? But that was where the seed was truly, truly planted. And Jason's still my guy. I love him. He's my favorite of all the horror villains. I know a host of another podcast who says that Michael and Jason are the same person. But what, what, how, how do you respond to that? You know, I mean, of course, you know, like I said, you know, Friday the 13th is the best Halloween ripoff. So, of course, he's going to draw that conclusion. But no, I don't think he's the same person. I think maybe he's a distant cousin, but not <laughs> not, not the same person. That's funny. So why do you think that people who seem perfectly sane love the horror genre? I, maybe because we're all, you know, misfits and outcasts and it creates kind of a release for us when we're in our darkest hour, you know, and it, it gives us some sort of weird hope in a way. And I can't really describe it, but, you know, I, I get that question all the time. Like, you know, what's the appeal of horror? I think, you know, because... You know, when we're kids, we love hearing ghost stories. I think that could also be an element of it, too. What scares you in film today and in real life today? Let's see. What's In film, what scares me? Nothing really scares me anymore in, in film. But in today, oh, lots of things. The state of our country with politics, the AI thing that's going on right now that people are up in arms about, just pure real evil in real life just is what scares me and you know i hope you know a miracle happens and we we have a an experience like we did in the 60s you know when things became okay for a while you know maybe we'll have a a new beatles or something <laughs> that will make us feel all right you know i hope so yeah me too what's your favorite subgenre in horror yeah, I, I heard you ask that question to somebody in, in an interview I listened to. Now, define subgenre because I, I, I don't really, I can't really fathom what subgenre is. Subgenre is like slasher, psychological, body horror, supernatural. Probably supernatural, you know, once I came around and stuff, you know. Yeah, it's funny, Charlie Band at Empire, you know, he did some really great supernatural horror films. He did this one, I, I always tell people, go watch it if you haven't seen it. It's called The Alchemist. It was shot in 1980. It didn't come out till 86 because there was some problems going on with the movie. And I've talked to the writer of it. And it's a really cool, trippy, black magic, supernatural horror film. Oh, interesting. I'll have to look it up. I think um, it's on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Do you have any favorite horror directors? Yes. When I was growing up, my two guys were John Carpenter and George Romero because I love the way that they were able to not only make the military guys look dumb and just authority <laughs> figures in general look, but they hired the best actors. They had great social commentary, Romero more so, you know, but they both really knew their craft. I mean, I do like Wes Craven and Toby Hooper and Clive Barker and all those guys. But for me, Romero and Carpenter, those were the best. And like, I like to romanticize being a kid watching their movies. And I remember just being enchanted by them. Oh, so fun. So you're the creator of a YouTube channel called Splat from the Past, as you said earlier. It's an audio-only YouTube channel, which is super interesting. Can you talk to me a little bit about how you got inspired to start it? 
Yes. So, yeah, my YouTube channel is Tommy Kovac because I started it years before I even had a podcast because I was doing stand-up comedy and I had my videos up there and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I had a really bad car crash back in 2015. I was coming off of being homeless and I was going down a rabbit hole of alcoholism and lots of horrific things. And I listened to a lot of WTF with Mark Marin when I was in the hospital. And I loved it so much that I was like, oh, my God, if I could start a podcast, this is what it would be. Lots of curse words, lots of honesty and realism and stuff. Because I, I didn't know I didn't really know about podcasts at that point. And I was like, this is how an interview show should be. Not that superficial crap that we see on late night and everything. That was good for a while back in the day. But then once more commercials and advertising came in, it's just short and superficial and not good. So long story short, I, my mom and I, we got, we got a place to live and things turned around for us. And so within two weeks of moving up there, I started the podcast and in the beginning, I would present myself on camera and then play the interview audio only. And I recorded the interview on a dictation recorder, which I do not recommend, but I was trying to learn how to do this and stuff. And that's how it began. The reason I had myself on camera then is because I wanted to be a horror host and I was hoping Hollywood would find me at the time. <laughs> I made an attempt to, to film my own pilot to be a horror host uh, just before the pandemic. And that was not a, a good experience. But over time, the, the more interviews I got, the better I got at interviewing. I was like, man, I can really do this because I didn't think I was going to do more than 10 and continue. But it just kept going. And then eventually it just became audio only. I decided to have the black screen and stuff. And it's been nothing but a blessing to me. It's just fabulous. Oh, good. I'm glad you've had so much success doing it. That's amazing. You, you said that it was horror sci-fi originally, but has evolved into including pop culture and classic movies. How did it evolve into that? Well, it, it it became, you know, I was going to a lot of horror conventions and I started to find out, like most horror fans find out, the 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 truth of the people who do uh who do who do the horror conventions and a lot of them are not nice people, unfortunately. So it kind of bummed me out. So then it just evolved of me talking to people from, you know, classic eighties teen sex comedy movies, the golden age of Hollywood, classic television. Sex is my favorite subject. I like to talk to sex experts sometimes, like during the month of May, you know, just a slice of life conversations like the things I've battled, you know, obesity depression homelessness alcoholism all that stuff it, it's it's really evolved that way oh wow that's that's super interesting who are some of your favorite past guests that you've had on particularly well, with the horror genre yes i'm so glad you asked that because i have had nothing but the best i've had you know lar park lincoln from friday 13th part 7 is a frequent guest and she's a dear friend pj souls was great um Tuesday night from Nightmare on Elm Street 4 has been on several times. She's great. Michael Berryman from The Hills Have Eyes has been on. He's great. Yeah, I've, I've interviewed like so many people from all the, the Friday the 13th movies, and it's just so surreal to me, you know. And they all are so humble and nice, and they, they laugh at this success and stuff. Whereas 
the people from Nightmare on Elm Street, they're a little bit more reserved. They've had the worst when it comes to like, you know, stalking and just, you know, typecast and all that stuff, you know. But yeah, some of those people are awesome. And I've talked to people from very obscure horror films that maybe you might know, you know, but like the average horror fan may not know from like the, the 70s and 80s too. Nice. Can you reveal who some of your future guests will be? Let's see. As far as the horror genre goes, I don't have anybody on the horizon yet. And, you know, we're in the middle of the strike and stuff. So I'm interviewing a lot of like former actors and musicians and authors and podcast hosts and stuff. Me, Me and the other podcasters, we just nerd out and talk about stuff like you and I are doing right now. I mean, like, let's see. Tuesday, I have this guy, Megan King. He was in this teen sex comedy movie in the late 70s called Sweater Girls. I have him coming on. I got Adele Yashioka, who played the um, the, the Japanese prostitute that lived next door to Dirty Harry and Magnum Force coming on. Do, do, do you remember this, this band back in the early 80s, The Cucumbers? No. <laughs> They, they had a hit called My Boyfriend, which became a trivia question on HBO's Brain Games back in the day. Remember Brain Games? I do not. <laughs> okay, it's on YouTube. It was a kid's show that would air between segments when they would show the morning cartoons on HBO back in the day. And so I have the lead singer of that coming on. And that's next week. And pretty much, you know, every Monday I reach out to people for the following week. So, you know, more to come on that. <laughs> Awesome. Well, I will put links to all of everywhere where people can find your shows in the show notes so people can check it out if they want to. Thank you. So an article came out in 2020 that said that horror movie fans were handling lockdown better than non-horror movie fans. Why do you think that was the case? We had a lot of time to watch horror movies, obviously. And I will tell you this, I discovered a lot of horror movies I didn't know existed on YouTube from like back in the 70s and 80s. And after seeing them, I was reaching out to people from them and doing interviews and stuff. It was crazy. I was like, (laughs) I can't believe I never saw this. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Are there any horror movies that you won't watch or that you won't watch ever again? Probably a lot, a lot of newer stuff. I, I just think that the horror genre has shifted. You know, it's become very slow burning and like, you know, it's it's a different generation of younger actors. You know, they don't have the, the tenaz that the older generation of actors in horror films did, you know. But as far as that goes, no, I mean, I love horror in, in general, you know. And I forgot to mention, too, I love the old universal black and white monster movies, too. And I've interviewed the kids of Vincent Price and Bell Lugosi and Boris Karloff, you know. Oh, wow. This is trippy. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever had any noteworthy experiences seeing a horror movie in theaters? Noteworthy. Not really. I mean, I remember I saw the Dawn of the Dead remake in 2004 in the theater. And of course, it didn't hit me on the same level as the original did. But it was um, a pretty entertaining movie, you know. But I I prefer to watch the original over the remake. (laughs) What has been your favorite horror movie that you've seen so far in 2023? I actually haven't yet. Oh, what are you waiting for? As far as new ones go, no, I haven't. But I've seen some low-budget horror movies from back in the day on YouTube. I'm trying to remember the name, the names of some of them. They escape me right now. Are there any horror movies that you are looking forward to seeing in the rest of 2023? 
not right not at this time you know i heard that that something something was being remade and coming out but i can't remember what necessarily the exorcist i don't know if it's a remake or like a oh. reboot but that that'll be out next month i think or october was it so. was there wasn't there like a new chucky movie or something coming out no not that i know of i don't i don't think so yeah it was it was a remake of something and i can't remember what oh well are there any horror movies that you love that people generally don't like? Oh, yeah, lots, especially the more obscure ones, you know, from back in the day. I think 1981 was the best year for slasher films because they had so many. There's this one called Don't Go in the Woods. Have you ever seen it? No. Okay, see it. It's on YouTube. I, th- I think it's on YouTube. Yeah. And it, it was shot like up in Sacramento or something. And it, it's it's in a rural area, you know. It's your typical, you know, young people doing like a like a camp thing, their own personal camp thing, and slasher slashing happened. I interviewed uh, a married couple that was in the movie playing two different victims and stuff, and th- they were shocked that anyone wanted to talk about the movie because <laughs> it was yeah, it was just you know. A, a really bad movie and i got a friend of, m- of mine who's a podcast host watching it and he's like this movie is crap but i'll interview that couple because they they, they sounded really nice when i listened to the interview and so he did and they had a good time you know and the guy who directed that movie had directed porn movies in the 70s oh wow and this was like i think his only non-porn film and i reached out to him for an interview but his voice is completely gone his vocal cords and everything sadly but yeah don't go in the woods is definitely one that i watched that a lot of people don't like huh. if you could remake one horror movie which one would it be oh my god let's see i'm trying to think if i could remake anyone I mean, I'm I'm against remakes in general, you know, but if I had to choose one, like one that was like really terrible and could have been done better, it would probably be, try to think, try to think. Do, do you remember that Canadian horror movie, Pin? I've never heard of that. It came out, it came out in 1988. Yeah, I think that movie should have been done a little bit better. I think I'd remake that one. Okay, cool. I'll have to look it up. So my last question is, if you had to spend quarantine with one horror villain, who would it be? Definitely Jason. (laughs) (laughs) I should have guessed. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here. Do you want to tell everyone where they can find you on the internet? Yes, I am on Facebook, Twitter, slash X, Instagram. My YouTube channel is Tommy Kovac. I have a logo picture of me and Robert England that I t- took at a con five years ago on there. I post new interviews like almost daily there. And not just the horror and sci-fi genre, but like everything. There's something for everyone on that channel. You know, I just did my 1,850th interview. So... Wow. Yeah, I'm enjoying the life, and I encourage everyone to go take a listen because it can be pretty fun. Just make sure you don't have any children around because my language gets out of hand. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I will leave links to all of that in the show notes, and good luck with all the future episodes, and I will talk to you soon. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Allison. You are a great interviewer, and I love what you're doing. Thank you. That's it for this week's episode of Who's There. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Tommy Kovac and thanks again to Tommy for coming on. I'll leave links to where you can find his podcast on YouTube in the show notes. 
You can follow us on Twitter at Who's There PC. We're on Instagram at Who's There PC as well. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, horror movie recommendations, or you'd like to be a guest, shoot us an email at Who's There PC at gmail.com. Until next time, stay scary and never ask who's there. <laughs>